Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And this week we have Sarah, a twin mum, our favourites, and the owner of Wholesome Blends. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hello, Kate. Hello, Mandy. Hello. I feel like I have to have full disclosure that we have recorded for half an hour without me putting the, what is it called? Is it, is it an SD the card? card? I don't even know what it's called. <sighs> There's one thing, the red light, the record light has to be red. Because oh, I'm looking at it. it. It's blue. I'm not yes, even what. Sorry. Oh. Anyway, we're going to crack on because our beautiful guest, has already told a lot of our stories, so we're gonna we're gonna jump straight to it. We won't terrible. do any banter. No, we Hello, won't. Sarah. How are oh, you? <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for having me on, and thank you for re-listening to all of my. Uh, my oh story. no, we're gonna do it. Oh, we're sorry <laughs> to put you through this. All right, no, it's fine. First question, which I think I know the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite song? <laughs> well. And then this one, uh, this question, I really probably have spent a lot of time on preparation for this because I think it's the hardest question. It's like asking me to choose which is my favourite child. And that's always, the answer to that is always the dog, of course. But um, but I I have a really eclectic taste in music and I'm just looking at my, my main playlist is 
on my Spotify is a bit of Pink Floyd, Jeff Buckley. Uh, there's a bit of Ed Sheeran in there and uh, Beck Runger. But to be honest, I think when I really thought about what song I would play just in any mood, it is 1955 by the Hilltop Hoods mm-hmm. and Montaigne. Yes. And as much as I think I can <laughs> sing like her, I can't, but I in my head I can. And it's just a, a beautiful song. The Hilltop Hoods are just like my favourite. I'm, I'm a bit Kate's of a hip-hop fan. Too. Yeah, big fans. Yeah. I love their dad's just style. Cool. Yep. They've never tried yeah. to be not who they are. Yeah. Constantly yeah. encouraging young Australian musicians. Oh. And wasn't Montaigne our um, yeah, Eurovision. Eurovision? Yeah, her voice is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, her voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So amazing. So anyway, yeah. love that song. It's also on my playlist. <laughs> oh. And now it's on the P's playlist. Now, you did say something last time. Say it again All about right. the lyrics. I, I think that it's the 1955 that has, I don't tell people where I'm from, I tell them where I'm close to, which mm. I relate to as growing up in the Yarra Valley because people had never heard of Launching Place but they would have heard of Warburton. So I'd say, ah, oh, I'm from near Warburton. Yeah. And then, yeah. 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 And I have a similar uh, thing. I happened to say this even yesterday because I'm from small town rural New Zealand and no one's ever heard of my town of 3,000 people of Waimati. So I say I'm from Timaru, which is where I went to school. So yeah. in between Christchurch, Dunedin. But, yeah, I'm always, I'm from a town near Timaru. Yeah, mm. so I tell them where I'm close to. Yeah, I and really I like was in Fertrigali, so I'd always say, oh, the Danny Dongs. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. people would yeah. go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, get that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the suburb that I live in, literally no one's ever heard of. <laughs> and I have to say the suburb still now today. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no one's, so. it's just, yeah. I think for us, because we live near yeah. it and you're two minutes away, you've heard of it. But, yes. yeah, lots of people haven't. So, ah. mm. Okay, mm. what about did you win any awards at school? That's a really easy no, 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 no. <laughs> I was not where I was not sporty. My brothers were our whole family. The Thomas family were all basketball players. I was mm. the shortest out of all of them. I, was say, I loved tall? cricket. No, no, but everyone else is, yeah. and they love to tell me that. And my children <laughs> now are taller than me. I, I really skipped that gene. I was a massive cricket fan, and um, I think I would have won awards if I was able to play cricket as a child. But um, I said to my mum, why didn't I play? And she said, because where we were, there was no girls cricket team and um, you weren't allowed to join the boys team. So I love it and I love to watch it. So I'd like to think, yeah, I would have, I would have been a cricket player, a great cricket player too. But now now I watch it. Elise Perry really would have been. You and Elise Perry would have been up there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I was in the choir at school and um, I did travel with our choir to all the school competitions and we won awards for that. So I, I'll, I'll claim a little oh, bit yes. of that if that's okay because I loved being in the choir. It was yes. so oh, fun. Oh, it's the best. So and fun. a joint award. Like I yeah. feel like, yeah. you know, when you watch We're sharing the, love. the sports and it's the relay or the um, yeah, or the, the swimming, yeah. it's just the joy of four people yes. winning or whatever. Yeah. Enjoy that. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And our favourite question, why are you a P? Oh, I am very honoured to be a P because I am a mum to beautiful identical twin boys, Lewis and Cohen, uh, who are now 15 years old. And when the boys were three, Lewis had a massive stroke. He had a big cerebral hemorrhage in the basal ganglia area of his brain Mm. and that resulted in uh, lots of diagnoses, but mostly right side hemiplegia, which is a form of cerebral palsy. Mm. So I am a P because of uh, my beautiful boy. And and when I, I, I think, you know, when I talk about Lewis's disability, 
it's all of our like it, it was the whole family we've yeah. we've all become yeah, you know changed. that that family yeah yeah, yeah. And we yep. made this podcast for you. We made yes, it for we twin really. mums, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is the yeah. whole point because there wasn't anyone talking about our awesome families. No. Everybody's and it's welcome, so interesting. It's yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's it's interesting watching like the the twin I've only got the two kids, but mm. it, the, that that dynamic between those two, my yeah. goodness. Wow. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's very it's unique. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really strong, really yeah. strong. So can you tell us so a little bit about that, you know, the age of three and what was happening, like I said before? <laughs> <laughs> it's a time where you sort of feel like maybe you're coming out of some tricky things. Like I felt like. Well, maybe they're yeah. sleeping, maybe yeah. they're eating. Maybe you're doing a bit of toilet training. Maybe, maybe. You can yeah. just, you're cutting out your day sleep. Like yeah. some of those things, life opens up maybe a little bit. Maybe they're kinder or Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so true because it was actually when they turned three that I really was like, oh, I feel like maybe I, maybe I might have another baby now. Mm. I remember, remember sitting outside with my now ex-husband at the time and the boys had been in the house, they were in the house, I could hear them playing, but we were having this like very rare, hadn't done it in so many years, occasion where we were sitting outside <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Sit still. <laughs> having a coffee and read, we read a paper. Yeah. I mean, who does that oh. when you've got twins? But yeah. it was kind of at that point I remember saying to him, I think I might be ready to have another baby. And he yeah. just kind of went straight back to the paper, of course. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but that I feel like that decision was made really quickly for me because three months later Lewis had a major stroke and mm. uh, our lives flipped upside down. Mm. And he went back to a newborn stage where he was back. In, he had toilet trained. We like to say he he trained himself. He he toilet trained himself twice before his brother was fully out of pull ups. So there's a <laughs> bit of rivalry in that fame. He d- he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a you you know an, an argument, like, yeah, that. but I toilet trained, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and he was back to core strengthening, you know, sitting up straight and walking around the couch and relearning all of those newborn things again. Mm. So um, I mean, I got my wish, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was made for us. So and I'm really happy. Like I think that. Um, I'm such a boy mum. Oh, I yeah. gush with girls. I love little girls. But oh, man, it's the fart jokes. It's the, you know, <laughs> I am such a boy mum. I really am. They it's definitely fun. keep it real mm. and they keep you <laughs> they very keep it down real, to yeah. 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 So can you tell us a little bit about the day that you thought, what's going on with my boy? Yeah, absolutely. So I... My, I guess my history of work is I'm actually an event manager and that's what I've done forever. And uh, we were living in uh, rural New Zealand at the time in a little town called Fokitani, which is where the uh, White Island volcano exploded. And so I was in charge of doing the local home show. So we'd done that whole weekend. Uh, their dad had had them for the weekend. And as the event had finished, it, all the exhibitors were bumping out and I said to them, I'm going to sneak home and ha- try and have dinner with the kids and, you know, before they go to bed. Yeah. So I went home and um, I walked in the door and I'd seen them a little bit, but I was really excited and I said, hey, boys. And they both said back to me, hi, mummy. But Lewis said, hi, mummy. Mm. And I said to my then husband, what's wrong with Lewis? He sounds like he's drunk. Mm. And he said, oh, he's probably just bitten his tongue. And I was like, yeah, actually, he's probably just bitten his tongue. They've both done that a hundred times. And yeah, yeah, sure, no problems at all. 
So I had dinner, went back, finished the event, and then um, because I hadn't seen, you know, the build-up to an event is, is massive. Yeah. And so that Monday I just kind of turned everything off and we had a, a really nice mummy and boys day and we, we went, you know, shopping and bought Lego at Kmart and we went to a cafe and then we came home into baking and, and you know, and, and I look back on because, you know, when you go through something like this, you, you research everything that you can. Mm. And so I had pulled... Yeah footage from um, CCTV to see how Lewis was walking on that day so I can see what it was like and there was no signs that anything was going wrong that day um, so everything was fine until so that was about a Monday seven, that was the Monday yep. yeah and so seven o'clock that night he fell asleep on, in my arms mm. on the couch and that he'd never done that before mm. and I was like oh, that's that's unusual but he's tired I'll put him to bed yeah yeah could be getting a yeah card, yeah you know. Yeah, or just, you know, big day and yeah. sure, you know, we, we all get tired. Yeah. So then so then that night, I guess, was the first real signs of something was desperately wrong, which was at about 11 o'clock. He woke up absolutely like sh- absolute screaming and um, put him into our bed and then it was just vomiting every hour, mm. almost on the hour all through the night mm. and um, crying and vomiting and, you know, and I didn't think – I just kind of thought maybe he had gastro, yeah. he didn't have a fever. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, bad mummy moment and I'm happy to own it. It's my moment, but I didn't give him any Panadol or Neurofram because there was no fever. So, mm. you know, what was that going to do? He well, probably just had a tummy bug. Yeah, you wouldn't. No. Don't no. Like, that's not no. a bad mummy. You're like, he hasn't got a fever. No. Now I'm the officer. I'm like, take all the drugs. Sure. Yeah, put it in your school bag. You, Sometimes you know when how you're much in that, that constant vo- um, vomiting cycle, though, oh. it's very hard to know. Hey, what like, time it yeah. is? How many times have we vomited? How do many I things? give them water? They're yeah. going to vomit it straight back up. Yeah, yeah. it's very hard to yeah. handle it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't even in the how many times had he vomited. I wasn't even counting anything because mm. I didn't. I didn't know that's what my world was about to become. Yeah. So. Um, so we, I, I took him to hospital the next day. We went to emergency, and he presented with rehydra- uh, dehydration. Sorry, and so they they put IV fluids into him and ran a whole heap of tests to see he was he was giving us no clues at all, as, as they do when they're three, oh, you know, and. He was just tired and sleepy and, and there was really nothing that we could do except for wait. And then they put us on the wards and at about 7 o'clock that night, the, the paediatrician came in to me and said, look, we'd like to test him for meningitis. And my heart dropped because oh. I had been so on to mm. looking for the signs of meningitis mm. because, you know, when you're a first-time mum, you, it's something yeah. that you, yeah. you yeah. really – it's something yeah. you're quite educated about. Yeah, they've got the little things yep. around at all the doctors and the infant. Yeah, you know how to check for rashes, check for the all spots that stuff. And yep. Stiff neck, all of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I felt really bad because I was like, oh god, I didn't, I didn't pick up on the signs, and I thought I was, you know, on this. But um, anyway, so we did a, a lumbar puncture, which is. Um, one of the worst things I've ever done mm, in my yeah, life yeah. with him. Thank What's God he doesn't piece? remember that. But yeah, I, you, I, you I remember that. Oh no, gosh, I'll never forget it. Yeah, and signing that permission slip for the lumbar puncture and holding him oh. so tight that I nearly broke his little oh. body, you know, to keep him still. Mm-mm-mm. So we did that, and that was about seven o'clock. And then close to midnight, the pediatrician came back into me and said, "You know," and it's, and I still remember because I, I now think oh ooh, yeah. slightly condescending but 
but at the time he's like, congratulations, well done, good work, mum. He's got meningitis, you've picked it up so early, well done. And I was kind of like, oh, I didn't pick it up, but okay, sure, I'll take that. It's not really a well um, done moment. It's, it's really, a very frightening moment. And I, this is where I kind of think now, oh, was that, well, it wasn't condescending, you know, he just didn't know how to talk to people. But Which is, um, yes, anyway, we had an answer. So that was fabulous. Did they you feel we a start bit on, of relief um, or...? Probably not. Yeah, You're I think scared. it did. Yeah. Well, I, I felt like, okay, cool. I'm a bit of a planner. It's like, okay, cool. Right, so what are the next steps? What yeah. do we need to do? Yeah. I have antibiotics, maybe in hospital for a couple of days, but you should be out by the end of the week and it should be, and you'll be fine and life's going to be great, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we were instantly quarantined in this little rural hospital. And, you know, when I say quarantine, this is 12 years ago. <laughs> it's very different to a quarantine now, which <laughs> um, back then it was a, a curtain and the nurse wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-actually being scared of infectious diseases. Yes, so, you know, I was allowed yes. to wander around the hospital and go to the toilet and go to the cafe. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, that was fine. <laughs> So uh, the next day, so we're now on Wednesday. So for when we talk about, you know, his slurring of his words on the Sunday to now the Wednesday, he wasn't days. responding to the, yeah, he wasn't responding to the um, the antibiotics to treat the meningitis. And it was just before, uh, it was about 11 o'clock, the pediatrician come and did rounds and he sat on the bed and Lewis was watching a movie and eating a yogurt. And I still remember those two things because, they're in his hospital notes that um, the pediatrician said to him, what movie are you watching? And he very clearly said Madagascar. And he was independently eating a yogurt. Um, and then probably about an hour later, I, you know, we were mucking around and I tickled him and his arm didn't move. And then I noticed his smile was a little bit lopsided. Mm. And, you know, I was 34 years old at the time. I was a relatively new mum and I I knew what stroke was. That was for old people. Yeah, and yeah. You know, it, and that not once through that entire process did that ever enter my mind well, it that didn't his enter smile the had dropped. Mind. So you think no, maybe this true. is a meningitis true. thing? They know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. I, I think from that, you know, moving really forward, I don't know how many medical professionals, incredibly high doctory type medical professionals and allied health, have said to me, "Yeah, but kids don't have strokes." Like, I don't know how many times really? I've heard that. And you're like, hello, who says that? And initially, well, they, they said can. that to me, yeah, that night, you know. Um, and now I'm like, well, yeah, they do. Yes, they do. Anybody. In yeah. utero. Yes. Like, my goodness. In utero, exactly, exactly. Yes. But it's also the, like, oh, identical twins or twins are really rare and identical. And I'm like, actually, no, they're not that rare. No. Like, we're not the only people in New Zealand that has identical twins. So Yeah. Anyway, so um, I let the junior doctor know who was, um, who was a, a visiting doctor f- from overseas and he was amazing. I let him know about 12.30 that I was worried about Lewis's smile that day. had dropped. This is during the day, yep. yeah, on the Wednesday. His smile had dropped and his arm wasn't really moving and should I be worried about that? And he said, I'll go and speak to the doctors. And um, they, no one come in to see us and then you know if you've been in hospital a few days you know that you kind of get you you get to know the nurses yeah, and yes. um my favorite nurse come back on for her shift at four o'clock and the first thing I said to her was so I told them it hours later 
Yeah, three and a half hours later, I oh. said to them, you know, I told them at 12.30 that this had happened. Oh, I know. Oh. I said, you know, his smile's dropping, his arm's not moving. And I told them that. And should I be worried about that? And she was so professional. She goes, oh, um, let me just uh, I'll go get a doctor and I'll be back in a minute. And she yeah. instantly kind of ran out of the room. And um, then we're heading in. We were really lucky that that hospital, because it's rural New Zealand, that that hospital had a CT scanner. So, you know, that we're just going to do it. We're just checking, you know. There was no no nothing given to me at that point. And um, so they took us in for a CT scan. And um, it was interesting because I knew one of the nurses at the hospital. Her son was in our home-based daycare with my boys. So mm. she knew us really well. And she's like, hi. And I, she's like, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, Lewis is sick, but, you know, I think it's going to be fine. We're on top of it. It's meningitis, but we're good. Um, and she said to me later that when this, she was in with the pediatrician when the scans came up on the computer mm-hmm. and as they came up and they saw them, the brain bleed was right in the middle of the brain where you couldn't access in the basal ganglia. She, and it was about the size of a hockey ball. And she, wow. she, she didn't let on to anyone. She knew us. And she said to the doctor, what's going to happen? And he said, that kid's not going to make it through the night. Aww. And she said, and I just had to walk out. And she told me this months yeah, later. Of course she did. Thank God not on the night. Um, but I, she, and I just was like, wow. Um, and then there was this whole process of, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're calling an ambulance. So now it's about 6 o'clock. We're, uh, sorry, not an ambulance. We got helicoptered up to Starship. Right. So um, we're, we're getting a helicopter, it's coming. And then, you know, then there's the phone calls. Um, my yeah. mother was on the way up the next day because Lewis had meningitis. So she was going to come and look after Cohen. And yes. I ran, I remember ringing mum and saying, um, you can't, can't, you can't, we're not going to be here. We're flying to Auckland. Mm. And, and she's like, what's happening? And it was so, it, I don't know. I think you go into, sh- yes. I think I went into a form of shock, mm. right? And they'd said to me, he's got a bleed in his brain. And I, or, and I said to mum, he's got a, his head's bleeding. And she oh. said, his head, and I said, his brain's bleeding. She said, well, his head or his brain? Oh. And I said, I don't know, mum. I don't oh. know. I mean, obviously, that's such a stupid question. No, but, no. you know, oh. but I, I couldn't answer. I was like, I don't know, but we're flying up there and, and don't. She ended up changing her flights. They get, let her do that for free. And I think she cried on the phone and she came up oh, and stayed with us in Ronald McDonald House. But, um, but then there was another phone call straight away to one of my girlfriends, another twin mum. Mm. And um, I said, to, and, and, and usually when we have a chat, it's, Oh, you know, it's a big, big, big chat and often a whine. And, yeah. and she goes, Oh, hi, darling. How's it all going? And oh. I said, Joe, 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 I said, I need to talk to you. I said, um, This is what's happening. And can you meet us at the hospital? I don't know what to do with Cohen. Oh, yes. Um, oh. So Andrew and Cohen were driving up. We were flying up in the rescue helicopter. And I said, Here's, here's Andrew's number. I don't know. Can you just come and get Cohen? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so she met him in the hospital car park in midnight um, and took some time off work. And Beautiful yeah, I mean, friend. Crazy, hey, what, what just, yeah, people drop everything. So anyway, so we arrived at the hospital at midnight and we were straight into ICU and, oh, um, and our, our process started. So, yeah. Yeah, oh. it was a big one. Oh, it just, it's really hard. Like I know... My father passed away from a stroke, but he was 74, right? So we, everyone was, mm. this is, they knew what was happening. But I just remember even then them saying, but we, you know, we got it at the right time and we gave him this meds and then this should work. Everything matters about the time. And it, it didn't mm-hmm. work for my dad. Some people it doesn't work for. But I can't imagine the head miles that you have done. 
going, why oh. the fuck didn't somebody? <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. all, it would never have been like an amazing yeah. outcome, but. No, but imagine if someone had actually picked up. Had a scan. The, the, the other thing. Yeah, and the other thing with Lewis is, and we did investigate it, but they actually, they overdosed his IV fluids by four times the amount that he should have had because it was a mistake on the chance. So oh by the time goodness. the nurse change come in, they then realised he'd blown up like a balloon. Yes. So that had put additional pressure on his oh. brain. So we don't know whether that started the paralysis. Yeah. Um, we won't ever know. No. Um, but he was fine up until then, until that IV fluid administered had gone in. So, and look, Lewis, Lewis and Cohen's godmother is a is a doctor. She's looked at the notes and she said, "Look, we won't ever know." And um, she said, "These are the hardest notes I've ever had to look at." I, I cried yeah, the whole way through. Of course. <laughs> Um, and she said, look, regardless, you know, there potentially could have been a slow bleed happening through that time, yeah. but it might have exacerbated for the paralysis mm. then. But um, And then, you know, in hindsight, maybe that was a good thing because it showed the showed the bleed, you know, so. Oh, you just yeah. don't know. You don't know. No. And so how long and we, were you in there for? How long was he in ICU? Yeah, so, so we were in ICU, I, I don't remember. It was days, maybe four days. Um, I slept on the floor. Yeah. The first few nights, um, the beautiful, amazing, funny, ironic thing about my child is that he got sick <laughs> um, one week before New Zealand hosted the Rugby World Cup. Mm. So there was not a room in the inn anywhere. Oh, <laughs> so right, of course. Nowhere to stay. Lewis does it in style. So yeah. it didn't matter how much money in the world we had, the entire rugby union nation was in Auckland at the yes. time. So. Wow. Um, so I was like, yeah. it's huge. So mum was on a flight up. I didn't know what to do. Ronald McDonald House, oh, my goodness, I will never, ever mm. be mm. able to repay their mm. kindness. Mm. And they and they ended up getting us a room. And then I was like, mum's coming. I don't know what to do. We, the, I've got nowhere else to put her no, that's no. close to the hospital. And they so easily said, doesn't matter. We'll get you a bigger room. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. So, so we were in hospital for about five weeks, I think, all up. Um, we went to, from ICU to the high dependency unit in the brain injury unit. Um, and then uh, we went to a rehab centre in Auckland, a paediatric rehab centre for 11 weeks. So oh, wow. um, we and, and through that time, we had to split the kids as well yes, because Cohen and Andrew, I mean, Andrew needed to go back to work. Yes, and yes. Life we were in stop. no, and especially in this rehab center. You know, we were in a one-bedroom studio apartment that had everything that he needed to recover. You know, Monday to Friday through the week, and we had one child that needed extreme rest. You know, like yes. like twenty twenty hours a day of sleep for brain development, and right. then I had another little three-year-old that was <laughs> bouncing around yeah. and trying to keep them contained oh, in a in a medical facility and, oh, you know I oh my, I can't and it was winter and it was rainy and so we made the decision to split the kids and that's that's a decision we don't regret it had to happen yeah, but course. it yes. certainly affected um psychologically both of the kids oh, and probably yeah. us as well yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it was it was hard well at that point so, you're in survival mode and survival, yes. that's that's what you're doing. And it's a crisis. Yeah. Yeah, you, I don't think anyone would have made yeah. a decision, but no. it 
No. But, you know. And it was it was interesting that, um, you know, when we were in hospital and we are learning about, uh, you know, when we're now into rehab and they were asking us questions like, you know, for the first four weeks of Lewis's um, hospitalisation, they told us to, to say goodbye every night. Really? So they told us to get the family together, um, to get whoever you needed um, and that if he did survive this stroke, that he would never walk, talk or eat ever again. And how wide were our hallways? Will you fit a wheelchair? Do you have two stories? Can he sleep downstairs? Do you have rail? Like all these questions. And I was like, why are you asking me this? And then I realized that, um, you know, and, and, and at one point the doctors used the V word. He's going <gasps> to be a V for the rest of his life. They used that. And it's never been used again with me, yeah. but I was just, I was kind that. of in shock that mm. I was like, oh, he's not going to get better. And they're like, no, no, he's now disabled. Yeah. Um, this will never come right again. And so I remember hearing this new, like they started these conversations with me when he was still in ICU and he was hooked up to all of these cords yeah. and feeding tubes and, you know, all the machines going beep. And I, and it was just me and him at one day and I looked at him and I used to play this game, Alpha Lewis, C for Cohen, and I said to him, show me an Alpha Lewis, and he went like that mm. with his good ha- with his hand that was mm, working. Yeah. I said, show me a C for Cohen, and he went mm. like that. And it was the exact moment where I was like, right, you're in there. Yeah. I just got to work out. So I'll get Terry down. Oh, yeah. I gotta, That's gonna, a moment, Sarah. i got to work out how to get you out. Yeah. I don't care what they say. Yeah. You can't do. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We're going to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a really powerful moment, actually. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You'll never forget it. No. You're beautiful. No, boy. but it was the moment that he showed me yes. not I'm to here, give up. Mommy. Yeah. 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 And he showed me not to, he showed me to, that was the moment he, he showed me to challenge decisions yes. from people that I have been told my whole life have all the answers yep. and yes. you have to respect. Yes. And Very I had hard. done that. Yes. And now I was shifting it and my son had the answer and I respected yes. that more oh. than anything. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're in hospital, was there? Is that when he needed? How did the food happen? How did he yep. move to having different foods? Tell us about all that. Yeah, so he had a feeding tube. I'm assuming, I don't know when it got put in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Could have been put in before the nasogastric. Nasa, yes, yeah. so he had a nasogastric tube immediately. So yep. we had it in ICU, yep. Yep. may have had it in the helicopter, I don't remember. Yes, um, yep. And so when we were on the wards and we started seeing all of the allied health team, we had a, a, a talk with the dietitian, and I don't really remember no. too much about that because it wasn't a priority. No. Mm, no. Um, because they, they wanted to get him eating again and no one told me he wouldn't be able to eat. Yeah. Um, so we started with a nasogastric. He was on formula. Can't even tell you 
So we, yes, so we were on the nasogastric tube. No one ever talked to me about it being a permanent solution Mm. that we would, we would um, get back to normal and um, his muscles were weak, but he will be fine and he'll be able to eat again. So, um, you know, we talked about, uh, we talked about pureed foods and and just taking it easy and yogurts and mashed potatoes and stuff like that. So you don't really think anything of it, to be honest. And um, we got him to a point in our five-week admission in hospital where he was eating lots of yogurts and like pasta, I don't know, soft, mushy type of foods. And then we moved into the rehab centre and then in the rehab centre we had our own little studio apartment so I went back to cooking my own food. So we didn't have any formulas then at all. I think we might have had some um, uh, some Nutrini, uh, we used to call them milkshakes. We got chocolate, strawberry, banana and vanilla. Yep. And he was, we had a script of those and he would have one of those before bed, like a, a bottle before bed or, you know, so we had those. And then he got really sick in um, rehab and we got readmitted to hospital. He got asthma and bronchitis mm. and the NG tube went back in again. Mm. Um, and that was the moment he never recovered from mm. eating. So mm. that was the moment. And they didn't believe me. No mm. one believed me. No one helped. Um, yeah. So we took him home with an NG hooked up to a pump. Oh. We were always told it's short term, it's yeah. short term, it's short term. And we just ran with it. I think I went home with a script. By the time we'd been fully discharged, Lewis had the feeding pump. I had a script. We got it from the chemist. Then we got the NG2 removed at some point. Uh, like uh, still in the same year, and but we still had the script of the milkshakes. What well, yep. we called the milkshakes, the Nutrisha, yep, um, pe- products. And so we always had those, and we would pick them up from the chemist in New Zealand, um, and that was fine. But his eating was always so bad, mm. so so bad. But we, but he kept it just above water for it to never be a big, big, big issue. Yeah. Until we moved to Australia. Mm. And when was that? <laughs> so we moved to Australia in 2013. Um, and the reason was, so I have been on and off in Australia. I've lived here for, um, I think I think I worked out yesterday, nearly 28 years back and forth. Mm. I love New Zealand. It's beautiful. I miss a lot of the food. But I am very Australian. Mm. Um, I love both countries, but Australia is home now. It has given me an incredible life. Um, and I say I'm a New Zealand-born Australian, and I steal <laughs> and I steal that quote That's from Pamela term. Stevenson. I steal that quote from Pamela Stevenson, Billy Connolly's wife, because oh. she's called herself a. I read one of his books, and she had written that, and I was like, "Oh, I love that." Um, so I'm a New Zealand-born Australian, except when it comes to the All Blacks. I'm sorry, but my <laughs> alliances and allegiances will never ever leave the All Blacks. But um, other than that, I'm fully Australian. So we moved back. So we've got citizens, the kids got citizenship and we moved back here because in New Zealand, we were, we left hospital and when you go into the community, because kids don't have strokes as we were, we we learned before, um, we were eligible for two allied health therapies a month for Lewis's first year of recovery. Hmm. Yeah. However, however, if we paid privately for additional therapies with that same therapist or another therapist, 
we lost those two completely. Oh, no. So, what a terrible so that's situation. What, <laughs> that's what the rules were back then. So um, we had had massive battles with the Department of Health over there. The kids were about to turn five. We were looking at school. Mm, yeah. Lewis had got like a few hours help for the first few weeks of school and then he was on his own. There was yeah. no gates. Yeah. He was evil Knievel. He would have been. A, he would have ran out on the road, you know. Yeah. Um, so we really made the decision to come back here and we looked at all our options and A, I wanted to come back and B, um, we just knew that we would be able to give the kids a better chance yeah. of everything if we move back here. Mm. So when we moved back here and we started school, what I I think what I had not expected when we moved back here was that we had a new so then we went under the Royal Children's Hospital, Royal Brisbane Women and Children's Hospital. Yep. Yep. Um it's moved now. Um so we went under that team. I just I don't think I realized I'd going to have to relive the whole thing again. Yes. And so yes. I had to relive everything every single minute of everything that had happened I had to go through again and that really really was hard and then that hospital moved to uh it was then called Lady Salento Hospital it's now called the Queensland Children's Hospital so our pediatric rehab team we've had since day one Mm. amazing oh my god I just I want Lewis to be pediatrics forever but um, no I've just left it's it's really something. Yeah. We, we've, Lewis is 15. He'll be 16 next year and conversations mm, have yeah, been um, fair. No. started, <laughs> but not yet. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, we had an incredible team and um, the eating was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and I didn't know what to do and um, I was so stressed and I was yes. at the point where um, – you know, we had spoken to the team, we'd spoken to dietitians and speech therapists. Lewis's eating problem was muscle strength yes, and yep. his ability to chew and swallow. Yes. yes. Um, and to consume enough foods. Mm. He, didn't, he didn't give a yeah. rat well, about eating. It takes a long time care. to eat. Yeah. yeah. And it uses yeah. so much energy to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always worked in events and restaurants. And so the kids ate everything. The only yeah. thing they didn't like was asparagus. We didn't give them that. They loved broccoli they they ate they were good eaters yeah um with the variety of food yeah they just didn't really consume a lot so um when we had an assessment when lewis started school he got diagnosed with adhd and i distinctly remember the conversation with the neuropsychologist um when he said lewis's results have come back for adhd and we want to start him on ritalin and i just said to him but that's going to suppress his appetite even more and he said yes and he said, Sarah, you – and he's amazing, this man. I, I just would do anything for him. Yep. He said, Sarah, you need to make a decision on whether you want Lewis to eat or learn. And I was oh, like, oh, my gosh, God, Sarah. What a I, I can't make that decision. Like, that's not fair. Um, so I think people uh, asked that. Well, and he wasn't asking it meanly, but no, he was asking, I know. the choice you the choice you no, have we're now agonizing for you as a mum as to how to oh, handle yeah, that. Know, because know. you know what – Oh, my God. I know. And so I was like, okay, we'll look into alternative therapies and I'm sure we'll get on top of this. And so for 10 months we tried cutting out dairy, we tried cutting out gluten, we tried doing this, doing that, changing everything. And I wasn't winning. And the week we put him on Ritalin, he's now in – He did the kids did six months of prep and then we repeated it. So he's now a year into his school life. The week we put him on – I put him on Ritalin was the week he – he learnt his sight words. Yep. So it's amazing. Um, isn't so it? that 
it was it was amazing and we've yep. changed he's still on meds now um yep. for school only yep. um not through the weekends or holidays but we've since changed that medication to a better suited one for him yep. um because they're all different for different people yeah but as soon as we put him on that his eating just got Worse. Yeah, yeah. worse, 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 yeah. worse. Yeah. I just wish that wasn't a side effect. It's I know. so cruel. <laughs> it really, really is. Yes. It's just, yeah. It, and honestly, I think, I don't know, the hardest thing I've ever had to do as a parent is feed my children, and that's from day one. Oh, you know, yeah. it's from day one is feed my children because you can't force that. No, um, you can't. Eventually they'll fall asleep if they're tired. But, um, yeah, the eating is, is really tricky. So, yeah. So we did. Um, so we we did. We had a little bit of Better Start funding back then. Mm-hmm. We didn't have much, but we were really lucky because I think Better Start was about twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars for the first seven years of early intervention mm-hmm. or something. And yes. we had come to Australia when the kids were five, so twelve yeah. grand was not a lot, yeah. <laughs> you know, for for zero for a kid with cerebral palsy. But um, it was okay for us to get him through that couple of yep. years and. Um, we ran out on that with our eating therapy that we did, yeah. our private eating therapy, because yeah. we every week I was there and, uh, you know, sometimes twice a week and, you know, and, and it, I got so burnt out and so exhausted and my first thought every morning when I woke up was dread and yep. horror that I had to feed my child yes. and I was about to go into World War Three and yep. sit there and do this and we were doing eating therapy and our funding then ran out we're paying privately because I would have sold the house to do that of course Uh, and I remember one session it never really worked and and in one session I remember they said you know we do things like make a smoothie or bake cupcakes or let's do a human cutout a drawing of where your intestinal system and a big poo at the end Lewis loved that one you know and (laughs) I know we still got that somewhere it's like we put it up no yeah um (laughs) The boy mum thing, right? Yep. And um, I remember there was one, and by this time we've been doing this for about a year and I was exhausted. And, yes, yes I was going to these sessions. They knew I, I was done. And I, the, the session that time was bring in a whole bag of lollies, bring marshmallows, bring chewing gum, bring snakes, bring minties, bring all the crunchies, whatever, bring all the different textures of lollies. And, I, you know, you overcompensate. I walked yeah. in with two Coles bags full of like $100 <laughs> yeah, worth anything. of lollies. Yeah. So I was like, which anything. one will he eat? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and he didn't even eat lollies or ice cream or anything at that point. I mean, mm. I've got to remember there was four or five years, nothing went in that mouth, mm. nothing yeah. at all. So we went into the session once and I walked in and I said, look, I know some kids are sweet kids or savoury kids. I said, but he's not going to eat any of these. Like, but, but you know what, I'm just going to sit here. And by this yep. time I was literally sitting in the corner. I wasn't disengaged. I didn't zone out. I wasn't on my phone. I was watching it, but I didn't contribute because it was yep. their session and yep. I had nothing left yeah. to contribute. Yeah. yeah. And our session was 10 to 11 and I remember at 5 to 11 or 10 to, 10 to 11, um, the therapist who was amazing looked at me. We looked at the clock and we had had nothing, you know. They had yeah. to analyze what does it feel like, what does it smell like, yep. is it squishy, whatever. And I, and she did the best thing in the world. She looked at Lewis. She goes, hey, Lewis, come over here. So they went to a corner of the room. She put a marshmallow in her mouth and she spat it across the room. And she goes, can you get it further? <laughs> and he looked at me. He looked at me as if to say, my mum's going to kill me if I spit <laughs> something across the room. She got him back and she said, hey, I'm in charge here, not your mum. Mm-hmm. 
can you get it further? So he put it in his mouth and they had a spitting contrast with marshmallows. <laughs> oh, what an awesome it was like therapy. therapy. Uh, yeah, Amazing. All over the floor. And right at the end she said to me, you're right, he didn't eat anything, but I got it in his mouth. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, you did, you win. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> and it was one of the best sessions we ever, ever had. So it was yeah. incredible. So, yeah. So then that just progressed for years. It was awful. Feeding was horrible. I hated it. Our whole family hated so it. So how was there he times- surviving nutritionally at that point? Was he on the milkshakes? With milkshakes. And yeah. I would make pikelets out of the vanilla flavor of yeah. those milkshakes he would he would he would drink a glass of milk and I would put milk powder in the glass mm, of milk yeah. or you know I would sneak something into anything oh our mashed pot- like he'd eat a little bit of stuff so mashed potatoes were half a pound of butter and yeah, one potato yeah, you know yes, like yes. I just I remember saying am I is he gonna have a heart attack yeah absolutely yeah 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 you're gonna have a heart attack and they said oh I had Fat will fill on his body before it starts filling his arteries. I was like, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know that. yeah. yeah. And then this was just got worse and worse. And you know, there were situations where we would have breakfast, and it would take him an hour to eat one piece of toast with ultra prompting. And you know, Cohen would be there crying, yeah. saying, "Lewis, yeah. please, please eat. It's I don't want you to die." Impact. It was oh. just huge. Yeah, yeah. And so then, so then, six years of this. Um, so he he was nine. So this had been six years of hell. Um, our team called us in for a meeting or called me in for a meeting. They said, Lewis needs to get a, a, a peg placement. We think he needs a feeding tube. And it was the biggest kick to the guts because mm. I think there is a fundamental, I don't know, I don't know what to call it. There is a fundamental social, uh, expectation requirement mm. as a mother mm. that you love your child, you keep them clean. You keep them warm and you feed them. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I oh, couldn't yeah. do that. one of those things. It is it's that. that. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I wasn't able to. Yeah. I'd failed. Yeah. And so, and, and yeah, and it was a kick in the guts and I'm happy to own that feeling. But now knowing what I know, oh, my God, I wish we'd got that six yes. years ago. Yes. Oh, my God, I wish we'd got it when he was in hospital, when yes. he first had a stroke. Oh, yeah. my God, I wish I knew then what I what I now know. So, um, well, you went so on to change meeting, the world. You have gone on to change else. the world. So. Well, yeah. So, so you, at that meeting, I said, yeah. I said to the team who I'd worked with for a few years now, and they knew what I was like. I said, look, the formula for Lewis has been short term. It's never been a, a sole source of nutrition. It's never been a thing. I said, if he's going on a permanent feeding tube, I'm not feeding him formula. Yeah. I'm going to do real food. Yep. Um, it's fine for every now and then, but it is yeah, not yeah. fine for me, for my family, thing. for my yeah. children, yeah. for every day. Because they said he needs to be nil by mouth. And I was like, no, one day he'll chew and eat. So I said, I'm not doing this as a sole source of nutrition. I'm doing blended diet. And they said to me, yeah, we thought you'd say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> good. Yeah, it was a good meeting. Like there was no, you know, I was confident. They yeah. knew what I was going to say. Yeah. And I said, I understand the blended diet's. Uh, a no-no, I said, but um, I have identical twins. And this is this is how yeah. the rest of the story started. I said, I have identical twins. Lewis is a neurological condition that affects his muscles. His organs are fine. His immune system is fine. Those boys are still identical. Yeah. If I feed Lewis, if I feed the family a plate of nachos and Cohen eats this portion of nachos, why can I not blend that same portion of nachos and give it to Lewis down his feeding tube? Yeah. Why? 
And they said, well, we can't actually. I said, why is that different? They said, it's not different. I said, just because he's not eating it through his mouth, he's getting the same portion. If I put liquid in that and I give him some at 6 o'clock and then some at 10 o'clock like a dream feed, he's had the same portion as his identical Mm. twin brother. So why are you telling me to do this differently? And they said, no, you're right. We can't. We can't tell you there's any difference to that at all. Mm-hmm. And I said to them, look, I understand that you can't create a food diary. You can't help me. You can't analyze this because you're not allowed to. I get this is a taboo subject, yeah. but know that I am going to do this. And if I need your <laughs> help, can I call on you yeah. to check his calories, check how much his stomach yes. can hold? Can I ask you if I'm going too healthy, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do blood tests and see if I need to add iron or magnesium or whatever. I said, I don't know that. Yeah. You do, yeah. but I know that I've given my kids healthy food their whole lives, and I know how to, I know how to feed his brother. So let me feed him the same as his brother. Wow. And so you deserve a, a so we did that. Yes, yeah. we did that. And I, I don't, you know, looking back now about how taboo blended diets were back then, I knew that, but mm. they, but I was going to do it with or without their help. Yeah. So you know, at least you're um, honest. And and I had the advantage of an identical twin. I yes. I had one up on them. Yes, you're <laughs> so, like, yeah. This I've person's used, eating this, and this one is going to eat this. I've used that many times, yeah. and it's a great yeah. and it's a it's a yeah. It's a yes. real and it's an obvious thing to say. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. a little it's a little superpower, I think. So we have. how did so. you go from I'm going to blend nachos to I'm going to blend nachos for everyone in Australia who no. wants them? <laughs> <laughs> so. That was a really interesting time. So Lewis got his peg. So this is fun. Lewis got his peg on the 10th of March. My 40th birthday party was on the 17th of March and I didn't like my husband that week and I said, you're not coming to my party. <laughs> and, and, and my girlfriend, my girlfriend said, Sarah, you need someone to take you home and to take your presents. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. So he came to my party. <laughs> he was useful. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. He knows the story. It's fine. Um, the 22nd of March was my birthday. We had organised to go up to Palm Cove and have a lovely, we've never done the wet Sundays to do all awesome. of that. And I spoke to the team and I said, can we still go up there? And they said, yes, stay in touch with Ken's Hospital. And I was like, that's fine. So while we went up and had my 40th birthday in a resort that I'd booked, we had a week up there. Um, uh, the, their dad and Colm were out doing all the fun wet Sundays things and Lewis and I were recovering and the resort just being very, very quiet. And it yeah. was still nice. Then we get back and there was a massive cyclone that had hit um, Queensland. I think of it was course. Katrina. I can't remember. It was 2014. And 14, I oh, my, my dates are all funny. Matter. Sorry, yeah. 13. And palm tree fell in the pool and I was left to deal with everything. So um, that was the day I told my husband I was leaving him. Mm. So... That whole month. That palm tree in that pool was like, fuck that. Palm tree. I've done yeah. everything. I just pulled. And now I have to do yes. this. I, I yes. see you. I just over. pulled. He it rang is me. Over. He said, look at this tree. It's over. <laughs> he rang me and That's he said, It's a symbol hey, of you, babe. mate. Come. Going down. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to fix this. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. 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 He rang me and he said, hey, babe, how's your day going? I said, how's my day going? How's my day going? <laughs> I just pulled a palm tree out of the pool while you're at work and I'm here. Yeah. How's my day going? It's very hard. Yeah. So anyway, oh, that was the hard. decision. And look, we have a very good relationship. Yeah, we right. we don't, don't hate each other. We are 
we are the statistic of twin parents and yes. you know the disability yeah. under yep. the age of yep. five. Yep. And we knew, yep. 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 we knew that. So we parent very well together still good. to this day. Well, and um, I mean, he's very good at doing what I ask him to do still. But um, <laughs> you know, even better. Even yeah. better. So, so all of that happened in that month, um, and I don't, I don't know what it is. And so, for any younger, um, amazing peas out there listening to this, something happens in your forties, and all your fucks are gone. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, it is your turn now, and your turn to make the decisions. So, yeah. I was. I was blending for Lewis. Um, I, I started doing that 17 days after he had surgery um, because his his stoma was fine and I was like, well, he's still eating a little bit orally. So how is that different that, yeah, you know, yeah, what yeah. is there to heal? They say leave it for three to six months to heal and I was like, why? Food's going in there anyway. So I did that 17 days after and I had to go back to New Zealand. My, my brother and his partner had a baby. I had a wedding to go to and I couldn't leave Lewis. So I took him with me and... I said to mum, I need a blender. And she, in rural New Zealand, she's on a farm. She said, yeah, yeah, Annie, Kathy's cousin, <laughs> sister's brother's, brother's got a, a great blender. I'll borrow it for you. And we're an hour away from any big, um, yeah. you know, so, uh, uh, you know, Kmart or it's Briscoe's over there, anything. Um, and so that first night I arrived at mum's house, I blew up a blender. And I was oh, just like, no. oh, my God, what am oh, I no. going to do? And I had armed myself with some formula and I had some baby food and things like that. So I kind of made it work. But I got back from that trip going, this is ridiculous. I should be able to travel yes, and take food yes. with me. What is going on? And yes. I had researched that there was a food available in America, tried to get it. Couldn't get it. I did it. not ever in my life intend to do what I am doing right now. I tried to buy this. Yeah. Couldn't get it into the country. Right. Could not get it through. And plus the cost was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So I just thought, I think I might do this myself. So it was literally a couple of months after Lewis's peg surgery. Why can't I do this myself? Yeah. So here I am, a single parent with twins, you know, very, very disabled child. Um, I was really lucky that in my lifetime I've worked in incredibly amazing event situations with incredible chefs and um, yeah. at the time I was the I was the head of events at the Queensland Art Gallery so right. there was a team of chefs that helped me and yeah. you know and they created you know I got the boys to kind of help me you know yeah. my pork and oats wholesome blends was created by one of the art gallery oh, chefs so you know so and that was the first one I did for Lewis and so also with that my ex-husband had had built a manufacturing facility for one of the jobs that he had worked with and that indirectly flows on to the wife, yeah. right? And then he had also started a small dairy butter company. So he had, he had built a manufacturing plant. He had gone through export and compliance. He had, ah, they had made mistakes and they had yeah. learned lessons. Then he started up a little dairy fact, a company and so he had gone through all the, you know, the food safety yeah. standards. So I... I had I didn't think I really knew anything about food manufacturing, but guess what? I really did, and um, yeah. I really doubted myself initially, and yep. I didn't think I could do this. No. But um, you, you know, we separated, did. yeah, and we separated assets, and and you know, I I when I came out of my marriage, I was I I had enough to go and buy a small comfortable house for me and the boys and have a very small mortgage and I had a really good job at the time and life could have been quite easy we just would have plotted on or I could have started a business and taken that risk <laughs> and, and, Which and one I'm did you not choose? really <laughs> one to you know I just thought what you know there's two things I didn't want to die 
I didn't want to be on my deathbed going, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to do that. I knew it was going to happen by somebody. And I didn't also ever, not that he would, because he is amazing and I know that, but I never wanted Lewis to say, why didn't you try this? Or yeah. why didn't you fix this? Or did you look at this in my recovery? Yeah. I never wanted him to ask me anything that I hadn't already tried that, tried that, tried yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he won't do that. I know that because he's such a beautiful boy. But yeah. I wanted to not leave any stone unturned. Yeah, I and I, and that's why I started Wholesome Lens. Yeah. And and I also, there was another reason for that. I, want, I knew I wanted to do a business because the other reason was that Lewis doesn't have use of half of his body. Mm. He wears an AFO. Mm -hmm. He has epilepsy. His hand doesn't work and it mm. won't work. Um, he can't shake someone's hand. Mm -hmm. He can't fake a job interview. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to give him the option that he never needed to have a job yeah. interview. Yeah. So if I could build a business that he had he a place in, yeah. if he chose to, yes, that's it right. was there. Yes. He doesn't want to. He wants <laughs> nothing to do with it. He's going to be a famous YouTuber. Yeah, you know, right. Yes, yes, yes. However, that doesn't pan out. There yes. was all, you know, hopefully there'll yeah, be something here. Yeah. So that's how Wholesome Blends started. Oh, it's an incredible story. And how many blends do you have now? So we have now, we've just launched our fourth blend mm. um, and um, it takes about a year to get a blend off the ground yeah. and it takes about eight, takes about 80 grand to develop, research and develop right. that blend as well. So, you know, it's not something I can just go, here, here's 10 of them. No. Um, you know, um, so it takes a really long time and we really, I put a lot of effort into what goes into that blend. I do not want additives, preservatives, added sugars. I want it as natural as possible yeah. and I want it to be able to be used anywhere we want it to be used. So yes. I want to take it overseas. I, I want to take it to my hospital appointments because yeah. that was a, such an annoying thing to not have shelf-stable food. Mm. Um, so getting the cooking method right was so important and and, and having it to be able to be used in a long shelf life without losing any of the nutrients was a yeah. massive, massive big thing for me. And I'm really lazy as well. So I will, um, you know, come school term, I'll go to school and drop two boxes off to school and go, here you go, here's Lewis's lunch. It's not and, lazy. Um, it's, lazy. It's, it's providing. Yeah. And it's, well, I mean, then I kind of complain if my other child actually, you know, I have <laughs> to make, make his food, lunch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can you not take a pouch? So, um, you know, and, and it's interesting, like we're the first person, well, I say we, I am the first person to create this type of food in Australia. Um, yeah. I've had no one to copy. I've mm. had nothing. I, I talked to uh, lawyers and physicians and food technologists and IP and all this, and, I'm, and there's nothing to compare this yeah. to, which has been so difficult. Um, and so we've had to start from scratch and learn how to do it from scratch. And I've learned so much over the years. And then, and, and, you know, I've put a spout on my pouches and no one else in the world was doing that, you know, yeah. and I couldn't understand why because I didn't like the mess I had to clean up. Yeah. I wanted to go to a park and pour it and put a cap back on it and put yeah. it in the fridge. And yeah. why has no one else done that? Because for me, that's, I'm a mother. I don't, you know, the less mess I have to yep. clean up, the better. Absolutely. Um, and now we've just, just last month, I think today is the, the, the first birthday of our new cherry cacao. Yeah. Blend and it's a uh, it's a healthier chocolate version. Um, it's a uh, it 
And that one came about again because of Lewis and Cohen because I blended their birthday cake a few years ago because Lewis couldn't eat it. And I gave it to him. And actually, if you want to blend birthday cake and chuck some milk, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, I licked that one. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> and, the, and, and Cohen said to me and Lewis kind of agreed. He was like, why, why is there no birthday cake, yeah, mum? Yeah. You know, and we see online our kids miss out on Easter egg hunts or yeah, Christmas or Hanukkah it. or whatever celebration yeah. we have, our kids are missing out. And this one's not designed to be a treat. It's designed to be a breakfast smoothie. It's yeah, an yeah, everyday yeah. blend, but it's something that they can have at Easter or Christmas yeah. or their birthday and and we can again feel included in these social interactions that we have with our families, which Absolutely. are so important, so yeah. important. And from a how it makes the people who use the blend feel, like I only know from friends or mm. Melanie mm. or, you know, our beautiful mm. oh, Melanie. Beautiful um, Melanie. I know that sometimes the formula and stuff has been really tricky for kids to digest. Uh, yeah. They, how yeah. are these blends? Like do they sit better? So I'm not against formulas. No, no, no. I'm not against pe- – yep, no. So I'm really I'm really for choice. So yes. if people are using formulas and it's working, awesome. Keep right. using it. Keep doing Great. it. Great. Yep. What works in your family? I'm about – and we teach people how to blend at home safely as well. Yes. But what – the difference between real food – and some people must be on formula yes. because of a specific yes. condition. That's right. That's fine. Don't change that. Yeah. My food is not going to cure cancer. It's not going to, no, 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 no. you know, cure a cold. It's just mushed up food, yeah. but it's natural. Yeah. And so what that does for your gut health, which I am learning, and there is some medical research out there now to back this up, is it sits better in your gut and things like uh, there is increased um, – reduction of constipation and diarrhea so there are there is medical research so i can confidently say that real food blended food for Mm. cheap food people will assist with gut health with uh diarrhea and constipation Mm. other things my so lewis didn't really have too many major medical issues so i can't comment too much but things that my families are talking to me about is that what they are seeing is that the reflux yes. is yeah. calming down. Yes. The vomiting like is calming one. down. Yeah, like Aspiration. Yeah. yeah. Just the tummy problems are starting. So it, it's it's reflux, reflux, uh, diarrhea, constipation, vomiting, nausea. All these things seem to be helping when you are on a real food and you know diet. What? Even a and little bit of help is a lot. Yes. If you're feeling constipated, yeah. it's yeah. yuck. If you've yeah. got heartburn, it's it yuck. yuck. And if you've got all yeah. of those yeah. constantly vomiting, all yeah. the food that you've pressed, all the formula you've preciously Absolutely. put in, yeah. and they're spending all yeah. their days vomiting, yeah. that must feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, and look, as I said, you know, there is a place for formula, yeah, and of I'm course. not, I'm not against Absolutely. it. But for us, for me, it's like drinking a McDonald's thick shake 24 hours a day. Yeah. It's 55 percent sugar, and mm. I don't think I would feel great if I consume yeah, no. that much sugar so yeah so I mean it's the balance <laughs> I love a thick shake yeah I, I I might have had half a bar of chocolate last night yeah, but yeah. I had no wine oh, I had no wine down, so baby. you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's balance Look, it's all perfect. about balance yeah, it's balance and and I'm all about not telling people what they should be eating in their homes because no, no, I didn't no, like it when someone no, did it this is me. just what worked yeah. for you yeah. and it's now working yeah. for created something incredible so tell it's us so about incredible. what what are your hopes and plans for the future? Yeah. I have big dreams, um, and it's it's really really exciting about 
how well Wholesome Blends has been picked up and and that is because the families have trusted mm, me and yes. believed in me and they are the ones You've now going lot. out. Yeah. Oh, my God, I will never uh, – it, it's so hard to hold on, to, like to, to really understand how – wonderful and how much they trust me I, I don't know if I ever will deserve it but um I'm so grateful for this yeah. support and they've become such good friends too yeah, I just yeah, love them yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an awesome community but yeah and I worked really hard to to build that level of mm-hmm. respect and trust you know mm-hmm. I wanted them to know that I was the mum where those beeping machines was annoying yes. yeah. so you know so I find that the other ones spreading the word now you know that yes. the other ones now Smelling, going we want this the in blend, hospital the magazine oh, oh, the beautiful. blend magazine has been a game changer yes. worldwide yes. what would we do without that incredible woman oh, she's just she's, she's changed she's the world, changed the world. She's world. opened yep. doors yep yeah she has so so I think for me now my focus now is to kind of get up on that um you know that medical level and start talking yes. to hospitals and start being a little bit more strategic so I will be I'm not pulling back from anything. I don't think I can. I love um, my family's way too much. But now, um, you know, the things that we have in development right now is that um, this afternoon I have a I have a strategic planning meeting with uh, Trade Export Queensland where we're looking at our entry strategy and st- our entry strategy into America, which will be very soon. Brilliant. So that is a big, so that's now where, you know, we've got a beautiful range of blends. We'll keep developing as we can, but yes. we've got that down pat now. Yep. Um, and we're happy with the flavors. So now my job is to get a little bit more strategic and how do we make this more available to, to more yeah. people at a cheaper price? So, so America is one thing that I am looking into right now. I'm really excited to say that we will be in New South Wales hospitals really soon um, and you will not have to take your own blends from home because it will be there um, already. So, you know, and that's a, you know, there's there's conversations to be had around that, but Wholesome Blends will be the first whole food for for tube-fed people in the world that is inside a hospital establishment or a health health environment. Incredible. Mm. And that is a win. You know, I could yes, die tomorrow. That happy. is a win. That is a win for our entire community yes, that we is. fought so hard and now that is about to become a reality. And so, you know, thank you. Thank you. There was an incredible huge, huge. team that helped with yeah, that, of, of course. course, and all the families sending me videos of them making wholesome blends in, in the hospital, yeah. you know. It's, it's it's great. Yeah. And look, I met with, um, you know, I was in Perth this week. I met with the Children's Hospital down there who were so amazing and their, their team down there was so open to, you know, we, we know this change is coming. We want to we wanna help. We want to learn. We yeah. want to have the right messaging. We want, you know, I'm big on food safety. And so I walked away from the Perth Children's Hospital going, wow, what a progressive, incredible, amazing, open-minded yeah. organisation. But two years ago, I had a mother send me a photo of her feeding her daughter Wholesome Lens in the car park because she wasn't allowed to take it inside. Wow. And I walked away from that meeting on Monday going, look how far we have all come collectively as this strong group. And I tell you what, who messes with medical mothers? What are they thinking? (laughs) What are they thinking? I was going to say, I'm not going to downplay the roles of nanas and uncles and aunts and dads. But absolutely, in my heart, I know this is the mums. Yes, of course, we this know it's the mums that it have is. done this yes. and fed their children in yes. a car park. Yes, and now they can feed them in the hospital. Yes. This is incredible. I know. I incredible. know. It's so good. You know, we can take 
real food. We, na- we now parents can choose what to feed their children. Yeah. Yes, and rightly and, so. And, and that, hurry that's up every other right. hospital. Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Who's listening? So for Wholesome Blends, we'll have some more flavours coming out. We're looking at Australia domination and hospitals <laughs> and world domination <laughs> and phoning me or me, I don't know, having a breakdown. That probably is scheduled in somewhere. I don't know. I tried that one last year. There's no time. <laughs> no, no. There isn't time. No, there? No. no. There is no time. I no. had like a break it's day. Like yeah, a break day. Yeah, yeah. I had a break day. And there's no <laughs> yeah. time for anything yes. else. Yeah. So <laughs> keep going. Like when you- because once we know Try that, and schedule and keep nap going. And it's yep. like, yeah, no. no. If, you, what were you thinking? if you ever think you're going to have a nap, a random delivery will turn up, the dog will bark, the phone will ring. It'll be your mum, so she'll ring ten so, times in a row yeah. just to tell yeah. you something that really is of no consequence. No, don't try and no. nap. You can. No, no. It's a very dangerous thing yes. to do. <laughs> you better to just get to school five minutes early and let that uh, close your eyes in the car, feet on the car, and have a little yeah. nap. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we Absolutely. are just thrilled to have had you today. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for much. recording with us again oh, after oh, we didn't press record. Thank you. <laughs> and we just, you know, we, who knows who our listeners are? Who knows who's listening? They should yeah. already know about you, but yes. if they don't, then today's a day. And yeah. if you have powers mm. that be in places, and you I can feel get wholesome blends. in my heart that an award is in your future. Yeah. Okay, so you hang on to that. Yeah. Not just a joint so choir true. award. Okay. Uh, is my choir award, award not enough? It no. is enough, but I feel there's more. <laughs> or, and if you lose, we'll it's okay because we yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you the gift of a nomination. <laughs> so we will put all your info in our yes. show notes. Everybody will be able to find you. Follow on all her, the things. Follow talk Sarah. about this with people. Get this in the conversation. Let's just have it as a. Yeah. Some people have nuggets. Some people have a blend. Some yeah, people have right. a milkshake, and that's Absolutely. how we. That's right. Yeah. And every mum is doing that with the love and the pride yeah. in feeding their child, however they yeah. can. Yeah, and so Absolutely. thank you for giving that gift. Yes, thank you to all of our peace. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on and listening to our story and and thank you for your support because even though we've done this today, I know we did a you know a, a joint one last week, but you're also incredibly supportive all the time of of the whole tube feeding community. Yeah, and yeah. my goodness, if we didn't have people like you, where would we be pushing for us and advocating well, for us? So we thank just you. Love We're all, all in this together, all right? We're yeah. all yeah. in the we bowl. Are. It doesn't know. really matter what's nah. happening. No. Nah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wherever we're on the road, less travelled. Yep. That's so, so true. That's something we can do. Thank so thank you. you so much, Sarah. Thank you, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Thank you. Today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.